Seniors, does your doctor regularly reach out to check on you? Can you walk into your doctor's office and see them if you need to? Do you have your doctor's cell phone number and can you call them anytime, day or night? At Dedicated Senior Medical Center, their only specialty is caring for seniors. Dedicated makes it easy to get the primary care you deserve. Doctors spend more time with patients than the doctors you may be used to. They offer telehealth visits, help you get your medications, and even make sure you get to your appointments. If your doctor isn't treating you like family, it's time to say yes to Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Call Dedicated Senior Medical Center today to schedule a visit and find out what you're missing. Call 813-359-1448. That's 813-359-1448. Appointments available now. Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie on air, where you'll get to know local professionals, entrepreneurs, movers, and shakers, and how they're helping their community. Hear exclusive interviews from thriving individuals, get inspired, and learn from them. And now, your host, author, speaker, commissioner, Medicare broker, business owner, published author, and business trailblazer, Rosie Paulson. Bienvenidos to Cafecito with Rosie on air. I am the owner of Rosie Paulson Enterprises and SNR Services. My name is Rosie Paulson, a commissioner, a public speaker, a Medicare insurance broker, and a published author of the book, Ñeque, The Mindset to Get What You Want. My brand promise is knowledge, connection, success. And we are grateful for dedicated senior medical center for the sponsorship of this show. Today, we are honored to bring back one of our early show guests, Dr. Nihal Jiwala. Dr. Jiwala has always had a passion for working with aging patients. These experiences inspire him to pursue a career as a geriatrician. I am always advocate for my patients, he says. I pride myself in managing chronic diseases while maintaining my patient's mobility, reducing their medication burden and avoiding hospital stays. And this month of June, we will be talking about heart disease. Welcome back, Mr. Dr. Jawala. How are you today? I'm doing well, and uh, thank you for having me, Rosie. It's, it's glad, I'm glad to be back, and it's, it's nice to hear you. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. I, I, met, I heard you met my parents uh, last time that they were there for their vaccine. Thank you so much for making them feel so welcome and very, very special. Oh, it's my pleasure. They're, they're wonderful people. Um, it was so sweet to meet them. Um, I, you know, I just, I was caught off guard. You know, you, you, we service the community and we take care of seniors. So we just take care of everyone. And, and then they, they pulled me over and they're like, I think you, you might know our daughter. And then they, and then I was like, oh, who's your daughter? And they're like, oh, Rosie. I'm like, oh, I know Rosie. And it was just a pleasure. Um, uh, you have wonderful parents. I, I mean, it is, it is an honor and a joy to have had an opportunity to take care of them. Yes, I always say it. I get my serving heart from my father and my tenacity from my mother. So, yeah, I love them today, <laughs> and I'm blessed that they're still alive. They've been married for, I believe, the uh, pretty uh, last month, uh, they were 51 years together. So married for wow. 51 years. So, yeah, it is a blessing to have them as part of my life. So, Dr. Jawala, wow. I know also that you had uh, 
um, now a different position in, in dedicated, media, um, dedicated medical center. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I'm still here at the clinic, but I, I, I kind of focus on uh, the care at all of our clinics and helping all of our staff. So I moved into an associate chief medical officer role right now, and I'm also focused on making sure that we reach more seniors. Um, we have a lot of seniors in our communities that are in need, and they don't have a primary care doctor to go to. They don't have um, their primary care doctor's cell phone number that they can just text them or call them on a week weekend and directly talk with them. And I'm on a mission to make sure that we reach more seniors because seniors need our help. And the one thing that they always ask for is time. And sometimes if, you know, we, we, when you zoom out, you say, if this is all that they need, is that what's keeping them from achieving better health? I mean, there are a variety of reasons why, why people, as they get older, may get sicker. But one thing that we can help with on, on the medical side, of course, with all the health problems is spend a little bit more time with the patients. And sometimes it's, you know, things don't always happen face-to-face in the office, although we, we, would, we would hope you might not catch it. But, you know, by, by reaching these patients in the communities and, and giving your cell phone numbers out and letting them talk to you um, at any time of the day, you know, it just it, it allows us to take better care of our patients. It's about giving them more healthy days, not more sick days. We want to give them more days at home, not more hospital days. And um, most of the time, my, my patients only text me when they have a problem. And all the doctors here, we all do it. And um, the patients only reach out when they actually have a question or something's really bothering them or they fell down or, or, or they're just overall not feeling good. And that allows us to say, hey, wait, oh, let me talk with them real quick, and then let's get you into the office and get you seen. And that's, that's how we take better care of people. But that's part of the mission I have here is you know, teaching more of our staff and, and, and reach, to reach more people into the community so we can all together take better care of our patients. Yeah, and I think our generation, this generation of uh, seniors, they still have what is called courtesy. So they will think a couple of times before they really reach out to you. Um, but if they do, it's because they really have a question that needs to be answered. And, and that right. is very important. And it does mean a lot to them that you provide them with, your, with the cell phone number that we can call or they can call when that question arises. And same thing for their family members, because they will feel very comfortable with the relationship that they have built with you, that if the parents may perhaps not feel right to call you, the children can, for whatever reason, or the right. caregivers. So thank you. That is really a tool, very, very useful in our Medicare world, and especially our seniors. So thank you so much, Dr. Juwala, for My that. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, My pleasure. Great. So now we are going to be talking about some risk factors for heart disease. So why don't you just go ahead and explain to us. I know that is something that um, we have to prevent. I kept sharing the story that Scott does have a uh, condition that is hereditary and we just find out that. So we have been managing, although we are in the 50s, this is something that we now have to manage and look after. So why don't you go ahead and help us understand what is heart disease and the type of risk factors on that? Mm-hmm. that this is, you know, a, a topic that's very near and dear um, because everyone I see, 
um, is worried about this. Is something going to happen to my heart? You know, we only have one heart and we have to take very good care of it. And about the older we get, there are a variety of changes that can happen to our heart. Um, additionally, there are a lot of risk factors that can affect how our heart changes as we age. Now, one thing to, to note is that heart disease is one of the leading causes of death in people ages 65 and older for both men and women. The most common heart conditions fall under what's called coronary artery disease, or CAD. In the United States alone, coronary artery disease, or CAD, commonly causes heart attacks, heart failure, chest pains, and what we call arrhythmias, or some people know, that, know it as irregular heartbeats. So, you know, this is something that comes up quite often. And when I see a new patient, they come and they, you know, we make sure we take a lot of detail. And take a, just you know a couple minutes to make sure we take a, a good head-to-toe physical, but listen to their heart, listen to their lungs, um, look at their skin, look at their legs, look at their neck. That can tell you a lot about how the heart is functioning. Uh, look at the way they walk and ask them about their symptoms, shortness of breath. Are they having – does it get worse when they're walking around? Does it get better when they rest? Are they noticing swelling in their legs? Are they noticing that it's harder to breathe when they lay down and they have to put a couple pillows underneath their head? Now, there are a lot of risk factors for this if this is truly um, what's going on, something that's heart-related. But we look at high blood pressure. We look at diabetes. We look at chronic kidney disease or any, any trouble with the kidneys. And then we look at the cholesterol levels. Um, you know, poor cholesterol levels uh, are contributory to this. Um, and, you know, this all relates back to diet. So when you think about it, let's zoom out. The first one I mentioned was high blood pressure. High blood pressure is a risk factor for heart disease because essentially your heart is pushing against a higher pressure. So that can cause the heart muscle to thicken, but over time that can cause the heart muscle to weaken. Now diabetes. Diabetes is a condition where the sugar stays high and your body has impaired metabolism of glucose. That sugar can basically cause um, – it, it causes damage to a variety of organs in the body, but it includes the heart and the vessels. Chronic kidney disease can also be related, which can be related back to the high blood pressure and the diabetes. And many times we find that patients who have heart disease also have chronic kidney disease. And then poor cholesterol levels. Now, poor cholesterol levels meaning having a higher bad cholesterol, which is known as the LDL cholesterol, and lower levels of the good cholesterol. Now, I'll say that again. Things that we watch out for is a high LDL or bad cholesterol or a, a low level of the good cholesterol or HDL. And a good way to remember that is HDL. I call that the happy cholesterol, H for happy. You want that number higher. And the L cholesterol, which is we call it the, the lower cholesterol, you actually the, – the, it's the worst of the two. You want that actually lower. See, um, this relates back to diet. Now, when we, we zoom out again, you know, when we see somebody, we ask them about their lifestyle. We ask them where they come from. We ask them if they've been walking because even before we check blood work, these things are, are predictive of if they could be having a heart problem or at risk of having a heart problem. And then we take their symptoms into consideration. So they may, somebody may come in and say, yeah, I haven't been walking much. I really don't eat a lot of healthy food. I eat some fried food. I eat some fast food. Um, and yeah, I have been kind of getting a, you know, a feeling in my chest 
and I get winded now when I walk to the mailbox or I walk up a flight of stairs. I, I get way more winded than I used to. So we look at these things as risk factors, and that allows the clinicians to, to step back and say, hey, maybe we need to order some blood work. Maybe we need to order an ultrasound of the heart. Maybe we need to consider that this patient could have um, uh, heart disease or high risk of getting heart disease, and then that's where we start looking at the blood work. We look at the imaging, and then we do something called old-school counseling, talk to people about what their risk factors are, what are the things that help them, and what are the things that hurt them. And, and a lot of it is education. I've seen people with very high cholesterol levels, and they have got them down without medication. That's because they chase the things that cause high cholesterol. And then sometimes some people have trouble, and then there's, there's also a genetic component too, an age component, that even with diet changes, you may still need a little bit of help with some medicine, but that is something that is between the patient and the doctor, and that is what goes all – everything we're talking about goes back to the patient-doctor relationship. No matter what we do, that is sacred, that even if a patient um, needs something but they don't want it and they disagree, they talk to their doctor about it, and they, they form that relationship with their doctor. And, and then the doctor will understand, and that's what we call the relationship. The, the patients will talk about things they want and don't want, and the doctor will talk about things they, they can do or, can, or, or cannot do, and then they come to a mutual agreement, but they work together. And that is the key to all of this, no matter if it's heart disease or we're talking about lung disease or kidney disease or diabetes. No matter what we ever talk about, it boils down to the doctor-patient relationship because that is sacred, and that is actually what guides the best outcomes, and that's something that we focus on heavily. We make sure we spend time with our patients. If you spend time with them, you foster that relationship, and that's how we lead people to better health outcomes, not necessarily through, through pills. It's by working with people and listening to them and then forming that relationship. Yeah, and this is amazing because uh, with Scott, again, we have been through everything that you have talked about. So he first had a um, MRI, I'm sorry, uh, I think it was a cardio, uh, first a cardio, um, um, cardio, no, the, the, uh, the one that does the heart. So the measurement oh, the of the heart. Yes, echocardiogram? Then mm -hmm. uh, they, he had a sonogram, and then there was another thing that, no, there was an MRI and then a sonogram because they were kind of uh, his artery, uh, his aura of artery was a little bit too big at the very beginning. They were concerned because that's what the one of the images show, but that's why the second mm -hmm. image was the the, uh, the uh, sonogram because they now it measured a in a 3D instead of a 2D only. Um, so, but mm -hmm. it did. Thank God, everything came back okay, this in his wow. heart is normal, but we do have to watch for the what you're talking about, the cholesterol, actually. So we have to change uh, a little bit our lifestyle, stop eating the fried delicious food. And um, mm -hmm. perhaps one of the things that um, it was mentioned is a lifestyle of the Mediterranean diet um, and walking. Um, that is one of the things, uh, the exercise, right? Mobility for us is walking. Um, but we, we, it's amazing how everything that you just talked to me right now is what we have experienced. And if we came out in a very positive way with this uh, situation, because it was really scary at the very beginning, not knowing. 
Um, but now we know where we stand and now we know the action plan and what we're going to do and what the goal is. So I think this is so important for all of my listeners to do. Uh, you might think, hey, it's not going to happen to me, but you're right. There's only one heart we all have and we need to take care of it. Right, right. And if we don't take care of it, what? What can happen? You know, we can cause further damage. We can cause us to have, you know, irregular heartbeats. We can cause ourselves to go on what we call congestive heart failure, where you start having a lot of swelling in your legs, and then you get more and more, you, you know, more short of breath um, as time goes on. And then the biggest thing that everybody works worries about is a heart attack, which is mm-hmm. essentially there are vessels on top of the heart, so the blood pumps blood, the heart pumps blood to itself. That is key in understanding. The heart pumps blood to everywhere, but it also mm-hmm. pumps blood to itself with little arteries on top. Now, if those little arteries get clogged with cholesterol over time, that can cause a heart attack because basically what it causes what we call a plaque rupture, and that occludes or closes the vessel. And that's where it can cause the symptoms of chest pain because now the blood cannot pump, the heart cannot pump blood to itself. But when, again, zooming out, if you talk to your doctor, if you talk about lifestyle changes, diet changes, about staying active, and then avoidance of anything that could be causing a problem, such as dietary, smoking, exercise, maybe we need to increase that, um, and a lot of other risk factors, we can stop this before it happens. And I think that is key, is preventive medicine. Preventive medicine is what works. How do we stop things before they happen? How do we slow things down so people can get more healthy, happy days and avoid hospital sick days? Because hospital sick days don't really help because that's not preventive. That's reactive. And sure, it may help in the acute setting, but long term, every doctor at the hospital will tell everyone the same thing. I wish we could have stopped this earlier. Now that we're in the situation we're in, we're trying to stabilize, but moving forward, we still need to go back to the preventive things because we don't want it to get worse. And that is that is the secret sauce in all of this. Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much. Now, there are some um, insurance, Medicare insurance, that they're specified for this type of uh, disease. Um, they're called chronic conditions plan. Not all insurance companies on the Medicare world offer them, but a few do. And so this is the only time that as a Medicare broker, I'm allowed to ask for health questions that relates to getting clients into a specific chronic condition plan that helps out with this uh, disease. And um, as a part of my job, I also have to do a what is called a health risk assessment form. And that also goes to the doctor and the doctor has to um, fill out that form. And that is what the insurance company needs to be able to secure the person on this chronic condition plan. Because if you do not suffer from these chronic conditions, then you're not eligible for those types plans but that is so right. as a as a agent i have to um uh, ask those questions just to make sure that we can get them in that plan and you as a doctor have to um uh, verify that and that 
gives this type of this type of plants give them additional help perhaps with other uh, things that have to do with the heart. So it's just the way where we all work together, the insurance companies, the doctor companies, the uh, brokers like me, to make sure that our clients in our community are taken care of. Um, and right. thank you so much right. for everything you do. Go ahead, any last minute perhaps tips that you can have for people in watching out for the best uh, asset that they have in their body, which is their heart? So I would say, you know, stay active. That's number one. Number one, you want to make sure you're doing some exercise every day. Now, what is exercise? It's not going to the to the gym necessarily. It's not lifting weights. It's we're not we're not trying to be bodybuilders the older that we get. We want to stay active so that you're basically getting your blood flowing. Think of it that way. So, 30 minutes of walking doesn't have to be no no doesn't have to be speed walking and and shouldn't be running. It should just be gentle walking every day. Um, I say to everybody, you don't want to go in the heat. You either want to go really early or, or after dinner. Uh, two is watching what you're eating. You know, diet um, and exercise, um, those two go hand in hand. So watch what you're eating. Control your portions. Avoid fried foods, fatty foods, anything greasy, any fast foods. And I highly recommend making your meals at home. And cutting out salt out of your diet. Salt makes food taste good, but as the older we get, we have a lot of trouble with salt. And the, the rule of thumb I tell everyone is wherever salt goes, water goes. So sometimes people eat a salty diet, and they say, oh, I have a lot of swelling in my legs. Well, that's because of all the salt that we've had. So watching salt and really cutting out salt as much as we can. Now, salt is a preservative in a lot of foods. It comes in a lot of canned foods. It's in bread. It's in cheeses. Um, so watching salt intake um, is, is very, very key. On top of that, uh, salt is also known as sodium. So sometimes people say, well, I looked for salt. I didn't see it. Look for sodium on the nutrition facts, and that will help us. Now watch your smoking. Smoking, if you do smoke, um, can put you at a high risk of developing a lot of plaque in the arteries, not just in your heart, but all throughout your entire body. So you can get blockages in a variety of other places too, such as your legs. Um, it can also happen in the upper extremities, your arms as well. Again, watching that cholesterol is, you know, goes back to your diet. And then you also want to always go back and see your doctor. See your doctor frequently because there's things that you will not see. And I know everybody knows their body really well. And I always tell patients that you, you're the boss. You know the body. You know your body better than I do and better than anyone else ever will. However, everybody has a blind spot, including me. And I'll tell you this. I have a primary care doctor. And my primary care doctor, she takes care of me. And some people say, well, why don't you just check your own blood work? What, you know all about exercise. You know about diet because everybody has a blind spot. And you can't do it yourself. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to talk to somebody else. So I go every year, at least a couple times a year, and I talk to my primary care doctor. I get my blood work, and I make sure she does a head-to-toe physical to make sure everything's okay because there's something that I could be missing. So I, I extend that to everybody else. Make sure that you have that relationship with your doctor. That is absolutely key. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Jawala, for visiting us. Thank you so much for everything that you do for our community. Uh, again, it's always an honor 
to invite you. And this is your show. Whenever you need to, just come back and we'll love to have you back. Thank you again, Dr. Juwala. And to my listeners. It's my pleasure. If, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to my listeners, if you're looking for a primary care physician, don't forget, you can look at dedicated.care, www.dedicated.care, and find a great physician in your area. Now, mentors and influencers. In June, that is what we're talking about. Highly engaged people are instinctive ambassadors and a trust, a trusted source. And they are willing to go above and beyond what's required. Not because you have told them to, but because they want to. And as a person that is trying to impact the community, who you call your sphere of influence or who you are surrounding yourself, is it will impact your behavior. So in my book, I tell you to choose wisely choose people that they're positive and that they have the same dreams and the same inspirations as you do because you form a team, you form a pack that will help each other to be successful. So my friends, thank you so much for listening to Cafecito with Rosie on air one more time. This is Rosie Paulson. Stay pure, stay positive, and stay inspired. Ciao. You just enjoyed another episode of Cafecito with Rosie on air. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and visit www.rosiepaulson.com to learn more about Rosie Paulson Enterprises. Stay pure, stay positive, stay inspired. Seniors, can you walk into your doctor's office and see them when you need to? Do you have your doctor's cell phone number? And can you call them anytime, day or night? At Dedicated Senior Medical Center, their only specialty is caring for seniors. Dedicated makes it easy to get the primary care you deserve. If your doctor isn't taking time to listen to you or isn't treating you like family, it's time to call Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Schedule a visit to find out more about the care you deserve. Call 813-359-1448. That's 813-359-1448. Appointments available now.